0: Hello, and welcome to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast. Every week, Talking Heads will bring you in-depth insight and analysis through the lens of sustainability on the topics that matter to investors. In this episode, we'll be discussing long-term research opportunities in equities. I'm Daniel Morris, Chief Market Strategist, and I'm delighted to be joined by Senior Portfolio Manager Jonathan Barnett. Welcome, Jonathan, and thanks for joining me. Pleasure to be here. So as a portfolio manager, I'm sure on one hand, you're inevitably uh, tossed and turned by the daily news, the latest economic release, uh, all the worries we have about uh, rates, about inflation and recession. But at the same time, you need to think a little more longer term, uh, especially when you want to make investments that uh, aren't going to be traded in a short period of time. Uh, I know you spend a lot of time doing research on some of the big term trends. And one thing I think you're quite excited about, among others, is cloud computing. So tell us a bit why you think this is still such an important area when in fact cloud computing's been around for quite a while.
1: yeah, thank you. so uh, the reason why I think cloud is one of the most exciting and perhaps long term you know, structural growth trends that we can see is you know the pace of technology within the semiconductor industry, that means Moore's law. Is still very much intact, and that's just basically chips getting smaller, more powerful, more energy efficient, uh, which is obviously good for the environment. You know, this has enabled a whole new infrastructure for technology to be developed you know, for companies, for, for governments, for organisations. And historically, you know, companies, universities, governments have had to own their own IT. But with the cloud, they no longer have to do that. They can outsource all of that. And that, that's an advantage on speed, on energy saving, uh, on security. Um, You know, the cloud companies are are much better at security than most companies or organisations themselves. But I think we're very much in the first innings of this. If you think, you know, approximately $2 trillion is is spent a year on technology, Uh, about a half of that is with IT services companies. And historically, when a company or an organisation upgraded its technology, it used to be very clunky it was very specific to the technology, the hardware that was available at the time and what the company was prepared to pay for. And you're sort of at the the behest of IT departments in terms of how that's integrated. And often that can take years and years. The big advantage with the cloud is you can get regular updates on software. You you, you can develop more tailor-made apps for your organization, for a company, and that's on sales, finance, marketing, customer experience, all that sort of stuff. And it just enables you to do a lot more things than you used to. And probably the biggest advantage, it gives management of any organisation much more data, real-time data, on what's going on in their companies, on the supply chain on the manufacturing or the production of services, and and also very much with customer experience, customer tailoring, which I think will become more and more important. But we're still in the very early stages of this now. So if you add up all of the the cloud revenue, it's around circa $120 billion. But most independent research organisations think that's going to well over a trillion dollars over the next five to 10 years. I'll give some specific examples. IoT is the Internet of Things. Basically, you have... Sensors or information data points it enables companies to capture data on all aspects of their company that they weren't able to do beforehand, so currently one third of food is being wasted because it's not kept at the right temperature between the farm and the end user and actually we don't have the data to know what temperature it's kept at, and that's obviously quite important to stop wasting food but so some of the logistics companies in combination with the cloud companies are going to now to start monitoring that, and that will enable food wastage to come down quite significantly over time. Um, that's one of the big advantages of the cloud. And generally, a company's savings by switching its systems to the cloud are somewhere between 30 to 50%. And that's just a cost saving that means you can invest that money elsewhere on ESG or for product development and all that sort of stuff. But actually, what you do find is... Because you're creating data on all parts of your organisation that you haven't seen before, you'll have more ways of being creative about how to do things better, which means there'll be a lot less wastage in the system, which will be good for the environment, good for governance, but also ultimately, it will be good for customers.
0: So it sounds like when you think about cloud computing, it's not simply investing in the companies that are providing the cloud services, which I'm sure is already a big growth area, but thinking about the companies that are able to take advantage of the cloud and can change their businesses or accelerate their businesses.
1: Yeah, I mean, we try to look longer term. So I think 60%, 70% of our portfolio, we've owned those companies for over five years. And um, we think the best returns come from uh, companies that compound those those returns over the longer term. I don't think you could become what, you know, a best in class company now unless you have the best IT systems, which means you've got to be you know at the cutting edge, and that really comes with taking on board the cloud, but developing tailor made systems for your own company your own supply chain, helping your own suppliers, et cetera, but also having much more interaction with your customers. And I think customers are going to become more demanding. They'll want a more tailored experience and they'll need more help. And you know, that customer experience is quite vital. Um, but, you know, the companies that invest the most in their systems are leveraging the cloud the most, tend to sort of have the best products, the best services, they're the most innovative they get a lot of feedback from their customers you know most innovation really does come working from working hard with your customers and having a close association with them and you know if you look across all sectors we think the best in class companies in most sectors are the ones that have the best systems and you know they are starting to leverage the cloud very much so but i think it's important to say that we're still very much in innings 1 or 2 of this trend i think between 5 and 15% of workloads corporate workloads have moved to the cloud which leaves an awful lot of room for you know, further upside and penetration of these trends so what
0: about the counter argument that by outsourcing your i t you'd lose a chance to differentiate yourself?
1: Yeah, I actually think with the cloud it's the opposite because it enables you to be more specific in your app and software development so rather than you know historically you were reliant on the hardware that you had in your in your company on the limitations of that hardware. But when you do move to the cloud, because you're, you've got best-in-class you know, access to hardware, it enables you to focus much more of your time on the software and the apps that will help you to run your business a lot better and more efficiently. If you go to the cloud company conferences, one thing that you find there is the product suite of services has expanded dramatically compared to over the last five years or so. So it's much more in software and apps than just, you know, outsourcing IT hardware. And what you really find when you go to these conferences, that the cloud companies are going through every single sector in the economy. And they're looking at the value chain within those sectors. And they're working out how the cloud and how technology will make those sectors 10 times more efficient, which again, will be has to be extremely good for the environment. And has to be good for those industries and companies that adopt these products and services the quickest.
0: Now we think about the implications of cloud computing technology in general, one of the sectors that certainly comes to my mind is healthcare, though I'm sure there's a lot of other reasons why US healthcare in particular uh, might be quite interesting for you right now. Can you discuss a bit why you're spending so much time researching the sector?
1: Yeah, well, this is, you know, US healthcare is perhaps the biggest problem for the United States, uh, you know, governments and economy. You know, it's circa twenty percent of of GDP is uh, is U.S. healthcare, and it's perhaps the most complicated system. You know, if you speak to anyone in the system, you wouldn't create the U.S. healthcare system today on with a blank sheet of paper. But it is there, and it is incredibly confusing. Depending on which insurance package you're on, that has lots of limitations in terms of which drugs and which providers you can use. So the only way to really solve this major issue that the US healthcare system has become, I think is the introduction of value-based care. And a lot of that is based around technology. And the biggest companies within this sector are spending an awful lot of money on technology. And it's based around value-based care. It's providing the right care at the right time to the patient in the right unit. And this involves... You know, GPs now having the software that they can meet, they can see um, a patient. They know which insurance plan that they're on. They can recommend the appropriate drug that is covered by the insurance plan, and they can recommend you know the best uh, place to have the service. So rather than spending, you know, for call it a knee operation, you may spend a week in hospital historically. Now you might just spend you know a day or two in the hospital, and then you go to a, a recovery unit which is closer to your home. Which costs the system a lot less than spending you know, two weeks in a hospital. But the, you know the U.S. healthcare system itself—it's the only industry in the world that I can think of where a U.S. patient stroke customer will pay somewhere between two and ten times the price for a drug, which is exactly the same that you can get in any other market in the world. That doesn't exist in any other industry. It really is quite mad. But you know that will you know, again the introduction of value-based care and providing you know the right drug at the right time at the right price eventually will enable some of this excess cost to come out and ultimately give a better service to the patient stroke customer.
0: So given that, hopeful transformation. And I appreciate if you've got to deal with the the system as it is, but you're trying to make it better. uh, You do need a lot of innovation. What are some of the, I guess, sub-industries, parts of the healthcare system in the US where you see the most innovation taking place?
1: Well, actually, the biggest innovation is coming from one of the health insurers. And now half of their business is now actually providing services to their peers. You know, and they've created a vertically integrated pharmacy, insight company, a bank, it's a financier, it's a software company, it's a technology company. So you actually, you've had one of the biggest providers of health insurance in the States has broadened out to become a vertically integrated healthcare provider, which is really trying to deliver you know, the best value-based care that, that the system has.
0: So we've talked about two broad themes today with Jonathan. So number one, cloud computing. Uh, Jonathan pointed out that Moore's law is still intact, so chips are continuing to get ever more powerful, and that creates huge opportunities. And we see that now in the cloud where companies are able to outsource a lot of their spend that they previously had to devote internally to technology, hardware, and software. Now they can focus on innovating within their own business and not have to worry about getting uh, a particular software package to So that's opening up a lot of opportunities. And he mentioned, for example, uh, the potential to reduce food wastage. And I certainly had no idea that one third of food uh, was wasted along the value chain. So that certainly would be a good thing. Mm. Uh, A related area in terms of the opportunities for technology is U.S. healthcare. Uh, Jonathan pointed out that it is a a uniquely complex system and probably not what you would have if you started from scratch, but it is what it is, and it's huge. And the opportunity then is to try to make it more efficient, uh, and that's given the opportunity for a lot of innovation. In particular, uh, he mentioned what's going on in the U.S. uh, healthcare insurance industry. Well, Jonathan, thanks very much for sharing your research insights with us. That's it for this week's episode of Talking Heads. If you'd like more information, please reach out to your BNP Paribas Asset Management contact or check out our Investors Corner blog. We recommend subscribing to Talking Heads on your favorite podcast channel. You receive your podcast episodes every Monday afternoon. If you like the podcast, leave us a positive review and a nice rating. Just before we go, I'd like to mention that the Talking Heads podcast is available on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash BNPPAM slash playlist and click on Talking Heads. You've been listening to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast with me, Daniel Morris, and Jonathan Barnett. Thank you very much. Please do join us next week. Until then, take
1: care.